coming in June. Hi, it's Dr. G. And after two plus years and about 140 episodes of hosting the Menopause Movement podcast, I've had a revelation. You know, this podcast is about more than just menopause. We talk about mindset, building wealth, creating habits, discussing life hacks, and so much more. So it's time to move forward from menopause and into being more. As you've probably heard me say many times, menopause is not a medical condition that requires treatment. It's the privilege of a long life and it gives us the opportunity to launch something new. To that end, I wanna help in more ways than just menopause. Welcome to the Launch Your Life with Dr. G podcast. It's the only mindset podcast that provides weekly actionable insights for lasting happiness and change specifically created for high achieving professionals who are ready to bounce back and prevent burnout. We're still going to have awesome guests. We'll still talk about the menopause things that, that women want to know about, but we're going to focus on mindset and why you might be asking. You know, because we live our entire lives in our minds and the faster and more efficiently we can make it a happy place, the better our lives will be. Life is a series of adventures and we can launch our next phase and create 1% improvements together. I'm honored to be on this journey with you and I can't wait to bring you all of the awesome guests for this new podcast. All right. So, hey, welcome back to the Menopause Movement Podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Gordon, and today I am joined by Tina Van Leuven. Is that, did I say it right? Tina Van Leuven? Awesome. Good. Very awesome. <laughs> Tina's known as, a, as the Practical Joy Alchemist, and she's passionate about helping others source their life from joy, freedom, and abundance instead of playing by the old rules of struggle, sacrifice, and obligation. So she fits right in with what we talk about in the Menopause Movement. She absolutely love, help, loves helping solopreneurs or solopreneurs, I mean, so that's her, that's her term, uh, align their energy and mindset with the intentions, desires, and visions they have for their business and their life. This often calls for clearing outdated money beliefs, and we talk a lot about beliefs on the, day, on the, the weekly lives and, and in the podcast, and energetic release energetically releasing lifelong limiting programming that's been sabotaging humanity for eons. So she's written uh, Money and Miracles, 40 Days to the Perfect Relationship Between Who You Are and What You Make. And also she's got stories in Choosing Happiness and Cultivating Joy, which are part of the Inspiration for Women's Soul series published by Linda Joy Publishing. Her PDFs are available on her website, which we're going to hook up in the show notes. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I am so honored to be here. Thank you, Michelle. What a joy. Yeah, yeah. No, this is great. So, so Tina's in Australia and uh, we're, we're 12 hours apart. And, and I love the fact that we can have this conversation um, at a time that works for both of us. So it's really That's great. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so tell me, let, let's get a little bit of your origin story. What happened? How did you get started? What, what was your big aha? Oh my gosh, there have been so many. I guess, you know, I was born in the Netherlands and then my family moved to Australia when I was 13. And, you know, for those who live in Australia, sooner or later, everybody gets the travel bug. And then, you know, for many in the States, you've come across Australians and they'll say, oh, how long are you traveling for? And most Australians will say, oh, you know, six months, a year. And most yeah. Americans go, what? <laughs> That's sort that, of what that's happened. foreign to us. Yeah, that's very foreign. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I went traveling around the world and then I ended up um, flying for United Airlines being hired in Europe, which is one of those things where, you know, how would that, I would never even have thought that would Wait, be Wait, you're possible. a pilot? No, 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 flight attendant. If I'd been a oh, pilot, okay. we would have ended in wrong destinations, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah, I'm back on a healing journey very early on in my days. And it was my mom had enrolled in massage therapy training with my dad. And by the time um, the course started, my dad was like, no, I don't really want to go. And my mom said, do you want to go? And it was on Monday nights. I still remember I was 18 and I was like, yeah, why not? I went in and discovered that, well, it came very naturally to me. And I thought everybody who did massage therapy obviously could feel the energy because otherwise, why would you do it? Uh -huh. And it took me to realize that 
you know, I had a natural affinity for feeling energy, sensing energy, and then went on many, 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 many different um, explorations into discovering what makes the body tick, what makes the mind tick, what makes somebody light up. And I'm really passionate about helping people to reconnect with their joy and um, living from that space. So there've been, yeah, many ahas along the way. Are you, are you a Reiki expert? Um, I, don't, I did do that in the early days. I think I discovered that I just had a natural affinity to plug in as anybody has, by the way. Yeah, to plug into source energy and it's kind of I call it like connecting in with the internet and when we connect in on the internet then oftentimes you'll connect with others via the internet because it's like something in your energy yeah. attracts those who resonate with and you kind of line up you know it's <laughs> yeah no that's really cool I mean because which I, I mean I put out I put out a call for podcasts and I, you know for podcasts and people to come on my podcast interview and I don't remember where where you came from I don't I don't remember which which group it was because I put out three groups was it so was it BBD or was it Rachel Miller Rachel Miller and it was Rachel actually Miller. one of the ladies in there who said oh yeah. you ought to meet up with Dr. Michelle yes. and I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay yeah so Rachel Rachel's Rachel's a powerhouse man you know, she's, she's pretty amazing. I, I really like her. So, um, all right. So, so let's get into what it is you do. So, so just so you can understand what, what I do, my audience, as you know, is women who are in menopause and most, most of us, um, are really kind of looking for meaning in our lives. You know, our kids have grown up, we have an empty nest, we're tired of, you know, we've, we've served other people our whole lives and now we have a little bit of time for ourselves. And um, you know, I talk about my own story when I finished my surgical residency and started my practice and, you know, I worked so hard for it and I was certain I was going to be happy, mm. certain I was going to be happy. And uh, I had this moment sitting in my office and this was, you know, like 15 years ago now where I'm like, well, is this all there is? Mm. Well, you know, and then I, you know, I started learning about goal setting and and, and, you know, I, I kind of stumbled upon Jack Canfield and, and that helped me a lot, you know, learning a little bit about visualization uh, without religion, which was helpful for me at the time because I was really anti-religion. And, um, and as I started figuring out how to set my goals, you know, my mind opened up and then I made, I made some choices that, that led to, you know, a lot, a lot of different changes in terms of my own financial wealth. And we talk a lot in my Facebook lives about, and in the podcast about who you have to be to get to where you want to go. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, that, that, that I, I know that we were doing some, um, some talking through messenger about, you know, where, what you do and, and how it, I think it aligns. So I do talk a lot now about creating a spiritual practice and whether that practice is through, uh, meditation or whether it's through prayer um, it's yeah, it's all the same place and and the fundamentalists of whom I used to be a part I will <laughs> sadly admit will say that that's just new age you know kind of woo-woo bullshit but mm -hmm. um, you know when you look at when you look at the people who have always been connected to the source energy you look at people like you know Yogananda who I, you know I have to call my guru now because I'm studying his stuff or um, uh, Saya Baba, who died, you know, a few years ago, who are just connected and can do this and, you know, stuff appears in their hands and, you know, crazy, crazy stuff like that, right? I guess, I guess the question I would ask you is, how, how do you get started getting connected to Source? Well, that is such a good question. And I think one of the, one of the things is that I think everybody will feel actually knows that feeling when being in nature if you are watching a beautiful sunset for example or you're watching whatever your favorite place in nature is you cannot help but connect with that awe of beauty and when you connect in with that awe of beauty it's like you can feel that you are part of something more mm. and I think that that is a beautiful practice also to help slow down the busyness. I always say, you know, we're human beings, not human doings, but we've been so programmed to do, 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 that we forget to be, 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 and then do, yeah. you know? 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true, and that 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 is really true. That that we we don't just sit anymore, and and we haven't. I mean, we haven't probably since the industrial revolution. I mean, you know, with the advent of the light bulb, it it changed everything. It really did. Yeah. You know, so. Thing. I think because there are, I have many clients over the years who say, I can't just sit down and quiet my mind. I go, you know, I would invite everyone to ditch their definition. It's like if we go in and do a Google search inside ourselves and in our, in our database and look up what your definition of meditation is, what if you gave yourself permission and gave your body and your mind permission to just ditch all those definitions and let them be replaced with definition that is optimal for you? Because for some people, Meditation has a definition of sitting down for 10 minutes and getting all zen, and then they get in their car and somebody cuts them off, and it's like, You mofo, and everything goes out the window, you know. So it's like, I say meditation is about bringing that state of awareness into every moment of your day, and there are many ways to go about that. So you may find if you're more active that doing a walking meditation by being mindful of what do you see around you. Go for a walk around your neighborhood and observe the beautiful gardens everywhere. Observe, be aware in that moment. And that brings you in, in a state of alignment. Right. Yeah. So, so you said mindful and not everyone who's listening or who is watching is going to know what being mindful is. So let's go, let's go really back to basics. Let's talk about what mindfulness is and how we can try to get a piece of that. Yeah, and the interesting thing is I love playing with words. And so in a way, the word mindful is not perhaps the most optimal word because in a way you want to you know, get your mind emptied so that you can be full of you. Okay. But anyway, back to, <laughs> back to the basics. Yeah. It's really about, for me, it means being present being present in the moment. And for most of us, that's an ongoing practice because majority, you know, we've been programmed and conditioned to be constantly worrying, constantly on, you know, the lookout for danger. And when you're constantly worrying, you're pulling on your references of the past. So you're not being in the present and then you project that on the future and you create anxiety. And so it's like bringing yourself into the present moment is being mindful of, what you are doing. So you can bring this mindfulness into, for example, being fully present. If you're taking a sip of your coffee or your tea, yeah. feel what happens when you, when you drink it. How does it taste? Absorb the smell and really let yourself be present to that moment. When you're eating, take the time to really savor the, the sense, you know, the different taste structure, the, the, the structures and the flavors and really be present with enjoying that. Yeah. It just brings a whole different experience. When you bring that in other areas of your life, that really <laughs> sparks some extra juice, you know? You know, it's so funny because I've listened, you know, I, I listened to the, the book, uh, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle mm, years yeah. ago, right? But I had to listen to it at 3x speed because he is always so present that he is never in a hurry. So it's yeah. kind of funny because I, my mind processes very quickly and, and I'm an auditory learner. And so it's very easy for me to listen to a book uh, fast. And, um, and so that, that's kind of funny. You know, you talk about being present. And I do find that the more present I'm able to get, the, the, the easier it is for me to slow down mm. and, just, and just be. But you do specialize in um, entrepreneurial, you know, so your, your clientele is mostly women, I, I'm going to assume. Yeah, 80% women, 20% men. Okay. And so you call them solepreneurs. Can, can you explain that? Yeah, I found that over the years, you know, I've done life coaching. I didn't realize that that's what it was called until clients said to me, you know what you do? They call that life coaching. Go, oh, okay. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, bringing the healing awareness into it, then started realizing that a lot of the clients that were drawn to me were either already in business or they were wanting to, to start up a business. They were all very, very, very um, spiritually oriented, very, very much driven by what lights up their soul and how to express that into their business. So I realized, wow, they're soul inspired entrepreneurs. I thought that's a mouthful. So we just call them soulpreneurs. That's great. So, so you, 
did you help them kind of get aligned to what it was that was lining them up or were they already there? Uh, some were already there. And so one of the main things that I help my clients with is to, we, we go through this process I call um, essence manifesting. And what is it? Essence manifesting. Es like essence, E-S-S-E-N-C-E? -E -E? Yeah, exactly. Essence yeah. of something. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Essence manifesting. Great. So yeah. how does that work? So what we do with that is that oftentimes, you know, when people say uh, that they, I always ask, you know, what is it that you want to create? We go through the different areas of life and business where you want to see um, a change, where you want to increase things. Many will obviously want to increase their income and, you know, look at different ways to monetize and be able to, yeah, to grow their, their, their foundation there. But what we will do is go through those different areas of life, including health and well-being and relationships, and then look to see, okay, why is that important to you? And when we connect in with why that is important to you, and we tap into this process of going through, okay, what is that going to bring you when you have that? And when you connect in with what that brings you, which often takes a bit of digging deeper with why is that important and why is that important? So you get to the core values. And when you get to the core values and you realize that, wow, I, for example, oftentimes we'll hear people say, I want to increase my income by whatever. And we say, why is that important to you? And when we really get down to it is because they want the freedom. They want the freedom. They want to have more fun. Many clients drawn to me, I say, I'm really good at helping people to lighten the fuck up. They're going to have to bleep you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like lighten up you know really turn yeah. on the light inside you find out what lights you yeah, up and sure, we yeah. explicit in there because we can take ourselves so seriously so help them to have more fun well i think i think maybe when when people get aligned with their soul with understanding that that god is just behind your eyes you know or that's i mean that's that's what i'm learning more and more that, that, you know, you sit and it doesn't have to be in a meditation pillow. It can be at any point, you know, God is always there. God is in our mucous membranes, right? I mean, it's, it's weird to think about, but, but, you know, when you get to the point that God is everywhere and you start to understand that it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. And then, you know, for me, at least I want to just do things that light up my soul more mm. and more, you know, yes. stuff like this. You know, and, and I, you know, I like surgery. I do. I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a great skill to have. I, I, I can go in and I can fix almost anything. Right. That's what I like to say. Um, you know, I can fix a hernia. I can fix a gallbladder. I can fix a computer, <laughs> you know, but, but it, at the same time that ties you to a location, you know, and you were talking about traveling earlier. And, you know, my thing is, is I want to be able to get up and go and go anywhere for, you know, as long as I want to. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's part of, of what I'm working toward, mm -hmm. you know, along with probably, you know, very many of your clients who, you know, have that same kind of wish for freedom. Um, yeah. So and go ahead. <clears throat> yeah. I just want to add something to that because the th interesting thing is that we go, when you get to the core of what's important to you, so freedom, for example, then what tends to happen is the mind has a very limited perspective as to what that means or what that looks like or how that can come to you. So when you are clear of what the essence status of what you are wanting to experience of so freedom, it's usually freedom, joy, ease, um, those, you know, harmony, those kind of being states. It's the, yeah. you get to essence of what you are truly calling forth. And when you align with that essence and you go about your day every day and say, wow, I wonder what are some of the ways that I can experience more freedom today? And then you be open to discovering what shows up. So now you're aligning with the essence of what you're wanting to manifest. Right. And you're allowing your soul to start lining up people, situations, circumstances that match the essence frequency. And so what may look like maybe what the mind can recognize or it'll blow your mind be way more amazing but it will feel it'll feel you said it'll feel sustainable because it's essence yeah, manifest, manifesting okay yeah. instead of what many people do you broke up for one second that's why 
Sorry. <laughs> uh, no problem. So I just want to write some notes here. So just give me one second. So the first, the first thing we want to do is essence. What is it? Essence. Essence manifesting. Right. Okay. And you start by asking, you know, you use your mind to go, what do I want to create? What do I want? You know, what do you want? Is there an area in your life where you want to experience something more, something different, whatever it is, write it all down. And when you've got that list, then you go, why is that important to me? Right. But let's talk about the power of the subconscious mind for one second. So, you know, there, there's this book by Joseph Murphy, um, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, which is really kind of amazing. And I heard about it through Jim Fortin. Do you know who he is? Jim Fortin. So Jim Fortin is, um, he's a guy who helps people change their lives, basically. He, he does a lot of sales training and he's got a pretty good podcast and stuff. But so, so I bought this book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And, and what I learned from that is that if you can be really specific about what you want and tell your subconscious mind, then your subconscious mind will go to work to make those things happen. And um, right after I read that book, I wrote, I wrote a, an affirmation that my surgical practice um, was my subconscious mind was bringing the right person to help me run the surgical practice. And wouldn't you know it, like this guy just texts me on LinkedIn out of the blue and I never go on LinkedIn. <laughs> I don't even use that platform. And then, yeah. you know, and he ended up, you know, coming to work with me. And so it, it is really interesting how the miracles actually happen in our lives. Yes. So, all right. So we've got number one is figuring out what you want and manifesting at your essence. So you, so you figure out what the essence is of what you want. So what's the next step? Yeah, because most people, you'll hear a lot of people say, you can manifest anything you want. That's true. But what's really true is that you can manifest the essence of anything that you want. Okay, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Because when you go into ego manifesting, which is oftentimes what happens, you know, the mind thinks that what the way it usually works is that the mind thinks, well, you want something because you think you're going to feel a certain feeling when you have it. Okay. When people take the time to get down to the essence of what they're wanting, now they've achieved the success they thought they wanted in the form they thought they wanted it. And they're like, is this all there is? Well, I Next just time. talked about that. I just said I that. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, because, you know, again, we, 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 we live in this model of do have be, right? Mm -hmm. Do have be. So if I do this, then I'm going to have that. And then I'm going to be a certain way. And you know, what I like to tell my, my people, and I learned this, I'm going to just give credit where credit is due. I learned this first from James Wedmore and he's got a fantastic po podcast called mind your business and you should go and subscribe to it because it's amazing. But, um, that's after you subscribe to this one and give it a five-star <laughs> rating. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, what I want to say is that um, we have to really start, if we really want to, if we really want to take control of our lives, we have to start with who we want to be. And one of the things I talk about uh, in my coaching and even in my Facebook lives and here on this podcast is I talk a lot about who is it that I am being and how am I going to get to, to where, who do I have to be to get to that goal? And, and, and that, you know, it's almost like, it's something, it's like a mantra that we have to repeat over and over because it's not, people don't hear it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's a similar way. So when you connect in with the essence, let's say, so for you, example, you brought up freedom. So then you can say, how can, how can I experience more freedom today? How can I show up as somebody who experiences freedom, as somebody who is free, how am I going to interact in this situation? As someone who is free, what am I choosing today? As someone who is free, what am I saying yes to and what am I saying no to? Yeah. And that what happens is, is that when you are clear on what the essence is of what you're wanting to manifest, then when an opportunity or an invitation shows up in your life, you will know whether to say yes or no to that because you'll know whether it matches the essence state of what you're calling forth. And, but that'll be a feeling that will yeah. be a feeling, you know, and, and another thing that, you know, we, we don't really understand feelings cause we, they don't, we don't come with a user's manual. Right. And, <laughs> and so, it's like the, the download is available. It just hasn't been installed. In everybody. Yeah, no, it's, but it's true because like it, like, like if, if our DNA is our software, right. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'd like to make a good analogy for, 
you know, it's almost like, it's almost like the, um, our feelings is our, is our, you know, WYSIWYG or something, you know, it, it's, it's because we, it's really hard to interpret. Um, or maybe, maybe the, you know, if, if the, if the, I I don't know, I, I can't think of a good coding software. I couldn't good coding analogy, but, but as our genes are expressed, you know, they get expressed and we become, you know, we become this being, but this being is so, so, so complex. And part of, part of our connection to source is um, understanding the good, the good emotions versus the negative emotions and, and the purpose of both. Right. So do you help people decipher that as well? Yeah. One of the key things I found is that, you know, for most people want to experience more joy, want to experience more freedom and all of that. And there's a misperception out there that you can either have freedom, you can either have joy or you can have something on the opposite flip side, you know, the polar opposite. When in fact, both can exist at the same time. And when you realize that joy, for example, it's a state of being, when you tune in, the analogy I often use is saying that just like you have a remote control, or let's say that you're on Spotify, I love Spotify, and you go to Spotify and you're like, wow, I don't like the music that's playing here, I'm just gonna change the channel. So you change the channel to what you wanna tune into. And when you finding yourself tuned into your inner joy channel, and now something happens in your life that really sucks, you can still be listening to the joy channel playing in the background as you deal with whatever shit is arising in your life. And, and, and that's, yeah. Well, well, that's really, because I, I, um, I was doing Facebook Lives every day for a while. And now I do one a week and I've got the podcast. And one of the things that I did, I talked about a lot, was how, how to have a great day every day. Hmm. Because joy is a, is a, it's a choice. Happiness is a choice. It is a state of mind and, and it doesn't matter what happens. And one of my mentors, uh, his name is Sri Kumar Rao. Um, you know, he's like, you know, it's a wonderful day and I'm, there's going to be some shit. I'm going to have to clean it up. And that doesn't matter because I'm going to have a wonderful day while I clean up that shit. And exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. and, and, and it's, it's, and that's part of the deal. It's just, you know, it, 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 we're, you know, some days are good, some days are bad, but, but in, in, in reality, the things are good and the things are bad and the day is great. And so when I, you know, I recently had to uh, go back to, I was, I was off surgery for a while, almost a year. Um, and I recently went back to full-time surgery. And when people ask me how I'm doing, my answer now is I'm amazing. It's great. Mm -hmm. I'm great. And, and it's, they're so like, instead of saying, I'm good, how are you? It's not like that. It's like, I'm having an amazing day. Every day is so great now. Um, And, and during this last year, you know, I had a pretty, pretty explosive uh, time of personal growth and it's really shown in how I'm able to show up now at the hospital. Yeah, it's so powerful. You know, I remember in my flying days, imagine being a passenger and you're sitting, you know, I used to be, I used to be purser, so in charge and, you know, worked with um, mostly first and business class, I'd be walking the greeting people and they'd say, how are you? And I'd say, I'm fabulous, gorgeous, talented, and brilliant. How are you today? Yeah. <laughs> and they <would> what? <laughs> it's from the Marianne Williamson. Oh, Marianne Williamson. You know, I, yeah. I pick up this, this one. I do this on a regular basis. Yeah. A, a year of miracles. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, she I talks read about that. The, um, yeah, the question, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, it's that we are powerful beyond measure. And I think that is just so true. And I think one of the interesting things, you know, talking, I just, something that was really interesting, that may be interesting for your audience, speaking of menopause, yeah. when I was going through my healing training, it was a four-year intensive deep dive in California. One of the things that we re- realized and discovered was that nature has an amazing way of giving us the opportunities to come into alignment. And that what we discovered was that many women, if they have gone through life, always people pleasing, always trying to accommodate everybody else, sacrificing their own happiness and joy, then everybody has a tank, a reservoir that they can give from. And when it's empty, you know, that something happens in life, right? Mm -hmm. And if you haven't acknowledged that or addressed that and given yourself permission to start having healthy boundaries, then guess what happens with menopause kicks in? Oh, it's like mood swings and 
Yeah. And, and it's so funny because one of the, one of the big complaints is that, is that I hate everyone. I mean, I hate everyone. And the other thing I hear a lot is like, you know, one, one minute I'm, I'm on top of the world and I can do anything and everything. And the very next minute, it's like, I'm down and low and depressed and I don't feel well. And, and so that, that's really interesting because if you don't have your spiritual battery charged or your, you know, however your energetic battery charged, um, during menopause, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be depleted and you're really going to, you're going to, yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like nature is going, okay, you know, you have all this time, we bring you these opportunities to get that anger out of your system, and especially for women, you know, anger, taboo, must not be angry. Well, if that energy is suppressed, it's got to come up sooner or later, and if you haven't dealt with it, then menopause will just take off the sensors and boom, that stuff comes out, right? So. Yeah, it, well, it does that. I mean, there's, you know, there's also the hormonal issues and, and whatnot, but, but I've found that, you know, I don't use the hormones. And I've, I've found a solution that works that is uh, around diet, exercise, and mindset. And that's why I thought it would be really great to talk to you because you're the mindset coach. And, yeah. um, and that's so important. So I want to get back to, um, to your essence manifesting. So, you, the, so the first thing that you do is you go into and figure out what their essence is. Right. Yeah, we want to get clear right. on once, the desired essence states that they wish to experience. Okay, so once you get clear on that, if the, let's say for our example that it's joy, and then the next thing is that we are going to ask ourselves, how do we want to experience more of that? And who yeah. do we have to be to experience more of that? Right, right. so and we discover the essence states. Yeah. And then what we do is we have a look, okay, let's say, for example, that somebody is wanting to, uh, one of the other things that I work with is helping them um, I'll take a money quiz that it helps them connect with their sacred money archetypes. Okay. So I trained sacred money archetypes. That was is that your quiz? You have a quiz? No, I, yeah, I have a quiz that's on my site, but uh, that was designed by Kendall Summerhawk. Amazing, um, amazing quiz. And it's the, the money archetype quiz. So make sure that you send me that link so we can link it up in the show notes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And when you discover, when you take this money quiz, the interesting thing is, you know, I just, I have found over the years that money is a fabulous catalyst for bringing to light where you are out of alignment with your soul. Mm. And when you discover what these sacred money archetypes are and you discover the, the one that's leading your inner money team, as I like to call them, then you can find out what your natural strengths are. You can find out what your natural gifts are, but you also get to discover what your challenges are and how that shows up with money in every other area of your life. So yeah. for example, some of the, one of them is called the alchemist. It's very good at, at coming up with ideas. And one of the challenges there is to monetize those ideas. There's one is called the nurturer. The nurturer is very, very good at taking care of everybody else. And it needs to, learn to take care of themselves. So boundaries is a big issue there. And so there are all these different um, personalities. When you bring these into alignment, and when I work with my clients to set their juicy money goals, we set juicy money goals, we set juicy goals in other areas of their life, then we go, okay, bringing this archetype in and this inner money team on board, looking to see we need to clear what the challenges have been because if you keep sabotaging yourself by moving into the shadow side of this personality then you keep tripping yourself up but when that's brought into alignment and you're aware of where your pitfalls may be now you're at choice to make different choices that show up then and that comes back to being aware and and yeah. and being the observer being the observer of your own behavior i mean that's that's yeah. so so important um to to try to pay attention to where your awareness is and becoming the observer in your life and the archetypes it's it's interesting because archetypes they all go back to Jung. all archetypes go back to carl Jung. um he's the one who who found the first 12 archetypes and then um and then it's it's interesting how so many people have taken that and turned it into something but so let's talk about money for a second yeah where where do you find that people are blocked the most when it comes to money? I have found that depending on what their archetype is, okay, then they will either be 
a difficulty in receiving. So being very good at giving, but finding it difficult to receive mm -hmm. or having a lot of judgments about money or about wealthy people or about whatever. And so what happens then is that talking about the subconscious, you know, you may say, I want to, one of the things I exercise often to have my clients go through is to describe how they feel about money, how they feel about rich people, how they feel about wealth and to get all this stuff out on, in the open. And then what we tend to find is if there are any unresolved feelings or judgments about any of it, then what you find is saying, yeah, I want to have more money, but I don't want to be and fill in all the judgments. And what happens in the, you know, in our unconscious, we will align with what our values are. And yeah. so being, for example, being in integrity is really important to you, but you've got stories running that say that, you know, all, all, um, you know, if you want to have a lot of money, you have to you be a crook or you have to be um, doing, you have to sell yourself or whatever. There's oftentimes a lot of or, these unconscious stories. Or you have to work more. Yeah, you have to harder. really away, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you have to earn your rewards. So yeah. then the idea of playing, finding out what lights you up and go and be that and let, you know, your doing come from that state of being. What many people will say is, yeah, I'll get my rewards as soon as I've done all these other things. So then the they're way. blocked because of, so, yeah. so it sounds to me like you're saying a lot of the same things I say, which is, yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's the story that you tell yourself that is always going to, you know, make things come true. And um, when it comes to money, especially I learned, I think I would say I really started looking at my money beliefs probably around 2008. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I realized, and, and, you know, I was a doctor, so I was making more than the average person, but I wanted to make 10, 10 times that. And I was like, okay, why am I not making more? And how can I do that? And um, I had to look at all of my beliefs around money. And, you know, there's that whole religious thing where it's just, you know, money is the root of all evil, but it's not money. It's the love of money. It's greed. And greed, if, if, you, if you have a lot of greed, then yeah, you, you know, you can get into trouble. Um, but money is just a transactional thing. And in, and in reality, it's just energy. It's just another form of energy. And, and, you know, people who say that, that money is evil don't have much <laughs> because yeah. when, you know, what I found when I was able to 10 X my income, 20 X my income, I was like, Oh, now I can do it. I can do all these things. Not only can I travel the world if I want to, I can support this charity and that charity. And, you know, in my online business, we support a charity. It's a non, it's not really a charity. It's a non-governmental organization called Studio Samwell. And Studio Samuel uh, was started uh, by this woman who was in Ethiopia and saw that the girls uh, couldn't go to school because they had periods. Mm. And, and then a lot of them were ending up in the sex trade because they couldn't go to school. And what happens when they have their periods is um, they, if they don't have menstrual kits, they get shunned and they can't go to school. And so she started this NGO and, and, it's really blossomed into now there's a university and they teach girls how to code, but they started with menstrual kits and they started with teaching girls. This is how you make them. This is how you take care of yourself when you have your menses. And so you can, you can stay in school and it's really blossomed into something more. And so this business supports that one, that, that NGO to, to help, help things going. And you can look up studiosamwell.org. I talk about it a lot. Um, uh, and you know, it's really interesting because in Money and Miracles, this is something um, I talk about, I call it the God program. Okay. And the God program is not God as in the truth of what God's source, divine, whatever you, word you want to use is, but it's the way that we have deified projected authority onto others or onto things. And money has, is one of those key areas. So it's like, when you take a look at how you have deified money has turned it into God, it even shows up in Christmas songs, you know, you better be good. Yeah. For Santa, you know? Yeah. And so just through the collective story programming, cultural programming, regardless of what religion you may or may not have, mm -hmm. but there is so much, conditioning in there that has 
basically been built on the no pain, no gain story and that suffering and sacrifice is required. And at the end of all of that, then you get your rewards. And, you know, and this is, then the way you can recognize this is one of the most interesting things because when I start working with my clients and really diving in deep to heal their relationship with money, they realize it's not about their relationship with money. It's about healing their relation in relationship with source, the divine and healing that original sense of separation. And as long as you feel separate from source divine and you have unconscious stories running that source, let you down or betrayed you or abandoned you, then you're not going to trust yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's so deep. So, so it sounds yeah. to me like you really kind of get down into the trauma of, of childhood, you know, whatever those childhood traumas were, or whatever the stories. It's so funny because um, when we, when we talk about our, our lives and we, we look at things that the only way we survive, you know, um, if, especially somebody who, as somebody who was, who was traumatized as a child um, is to tell yourself stories. And the stories may or may not be true. <clears throat> you know, the story that you told yourself was true enough to get you through the thing, you know. Um, for me, and um, I, I have talked about this before, um, but I was, I was brutally sexually assaulted as a child, uh, repeatedly, to the point that I don't remember sometime. And, um, and one of the things that, that I remember very distinctly from that time in my life where I, you know, I've lost a year of my life, but one of the things I remember is this recurring nightmare where a man in black came and killed my whole family and I hid behind the neighbor's tree. So the man, man in black, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming now looking at it as an adult, it, you know, was probably a priest, right? Um, <laughs> it's so sick. It's so yeah. sick. Some religious person. Um, but, but imagine what that does to, to a child seeing that a person of authority who didn't protect them and then, and then harmed them physically and psychically and then trying to get connected, you know, somebody who's supposed to represent source. And, um, and so I can imagine that you've, you've had some conversations around abuse, you know, that, that, hey. have, yeah, yeah, that have really brought that up. And, and it's funny because um, and the reason, the other reason I want to talk to you is that my audience, a lot of my audience is entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial women who, you know, either, you know, for whatever reason they have their own business, they may not want to grow it, but you know, they're comfortable, they're doing whatever they're doing. Um, and I think that it, it doesn't matter where we are in our lives. You know, we can be on, you know, in, in our nineties and still learn something and learn something more about money because we're programmed as children that money doesn't grow on trees. I mean, a lot of us, not, not everyone, a lot of us, some, some, some people grow up with abundance. I, I myself did not. And it was lack, 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 lack. And, um, and I, it's taken me a long time to reprogram that. When I started making money, I, I spent, I spent, I, I read Richard Bach's books about, about how to, you know, how to invest. And, and I agonized over where am I going to put this money? I, I, you know, I, I want to save, I got to start saving. I know I've got to do this. And so where am I going to do it? And I, I remember I, I started a share builder account. If you remember share builder back in the day where you, it was a, it was a, um, an online trading platform where you could buy fractional shares. Mm -hmm. So every month you could have money taken out. And so I was able to you know, save some money that way until I had enough that I could give it to uh, somebody to manage for me. But, but I, I was like, I agonized over it. It was like, well, what do I do? I put this money aside. I want to grow it. What am I going to do? And, and, um, and that, that's, you know, I don't know. So, so I think the thing is, and I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, is that the, the stories that we tell ourselves is what becomes our reality. It, it doesn't matter. And if, if the story that our mom told us or the story that we told ourselves when we were children is still the story that we're telling ourselves now, then a child is running our lives. Exactly. Yeah. And where this gets really interesting is when not just the stories that you heard growing up or picked up when you were growing up, the stories that your mom's parents and your dad's parents and however many generations back it goes have been passed down because I do a lot of ancestral clearing with people yeah. and it's like that's something that's really interesting so you can have threads running through this is one of those things where you say oh that's just the way life is and never question it and until you start questioning it 
that is running your life in the background. Truth. Yeah. Truth. And, and there, there's only there's only a couple things that are true, right? I mean, one of the one of the real truths, and I like to say this all the time, is that you know, if I pick this up and drop it, it's going to fall, and it's going to fall at nine point eight meters per second squared, and that is like the only truth I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> laws, laws of nature, and even there, you know, I love tapping into quantum physics and all the well, you know, right? Because <laughs> because observation changes things. Observation yeah. changes things. And that's, I mean, in, in quantum mechanics, um, when, when, and, and actually, this is not just in quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics explains it for us. But when, when we're doing a, um, a research, right, expectations of, of the researcher will affect the outcome of the research. So there's no such thing as, as a double-blind placebo-controlled trial because the, at the end of the day, whatever they expect to happen is going to affect the results. And that's what we've seen over and over and over. And I think that goes back to the fact that thoughts are things. And where that gets really interesting when we go down the rabbit hole is when you go, those expectations are often so unconscious, which is why when oftentimes people say, say you know, you can do affirmations. I always say to people, you can do affirmations until you're blue in the face. If there's a part of you that's not aligned with it and it's in the background going, I call them your inner shitty committee, you know, they're going, yeah, yeah, keep at it, you know, <laughs> it will sabotage yeah. you. Yeah. So one way not shifting that is to, for example, I think one of the biggest challenges for most people that I've encountered is learning to trust. And that brings us back to that, what we were talking about. If you've had experiences where people in positions of authority have abused your trust, then you choosing to trust that the divine, the truth of what source divine is to have your back can be a real stretch. Yeah. And so one of the ways to start healing that is to say, you know what? I am willing to trust. I am choosing to trust, even if right now I have absolutely no reason to do so, but I am willing to learn to trust. One of the things that we used to say way back in the day was, I wish I wanted to want to. <laughs> that gets your brain in a noodle, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? When it's, when, when it's really, really tough to trust, it's a good thing to say to start. I wish I wanted to want to. Yeah. You know, and then, and then it's can be just, you know, I want to, yeah. but, so but it's a good, it's a good place to get started. All right. So, yeah. all right. So we've got, we've got the essence. I want more joy. I'm going to find out how I ex want to experience more joy. Um, I want to find my joy as a state of being. I want more money. And who is that person who is going to have more money and how can I heal that relationship there? And that goes back to our uh, childhood and even some ancestral beliefs that are that are tied, you know, brought down probably in our DNA or the or the energy of our DNA. Um, yeah. So just kind of to recap, because because we've gone down quite a rabbit hole here. Um, <laughs> it's been great. I, I, you know, I yeah. love it. So the next step, then, let's say, you know, so what 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 what's happening for your clients who are actually able to clear these money blocks? What what are you what are you actually seeing? So one of the things I want to do is a working with this essence manifesting, I help them create an energetic blueprint for their business. So this is not like having a business plan, but it's creating an energetic container for that, where we bring in the practical goal setting things. What do you want to create? What are the income goals that you want to create? Um, how are you showing up on the different platforms? What are some of the, the things that you could do? You know, if you have products, do you have services? All we go through the whole and shall take an inventory of where they're currently at. And then we look, okay, we're going to go through each and every one of these things because oftentimes the way that you've got your business set up has been informed by what others have told you you should be doing. But if, for example, if some of these things are really zapping the joy out of you, then that is not going to be optimal for you. So what we start doing then is having a look to say, okay, take them through process to first of all when it comes to money to and the, and the juicy money goals i create incremental steps so we go what's the minimum that you want to be be uh, creating what is your shoot for the moon goal i call that like oh my god that would be so wow wild if that happens and you know how to say if you shoot for the moon and you miss then you land among the stars still pretty yeah. good so we create that land among the stars goal then what we do is look to see what are some of the practical things that we could do 
to reach that goal, how many products, how many services would that be? We start setting intentions for allowing unexpected surprises to show up. And to give you an example of how this then happens is one of my clients had said, we've gone through the whole process of the practical things, you know, looking at, well, that means we need to increase sales in this area. We need to bring this product service to more awareness, which means we need to do, you know, whatever the, the marketing um, steps were that, that were really fun for him to do. And he'd set this unexpected uh, surprise, $20,000. And I said, oh, cool, that's kind of exciting. Two months later, no, six weeks later, he calls me, he goes, oh yeah, when I start my calls with clients, we always start by saying, what do you want to celebrate? What's been going well? And we start going through these things and he says, oh yeah, and I'm just wrapping up a finalizing um, negotiation uh, for this um, unexpected consulting gig that just showed up. And I go, oh, just curious, uh, what's the amount? $20,000. I go, oh, ding, 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 pull yeah. up his energy template for the, the business blueprint and it's like ah! <laughs> it happened and it was like <laughs> yeah yeah this is a fun part you know so you want to bring the fun in and then we go through the pieces of what I find I do this like as an I do it as an intensive over two days or we spread it out over a few weeks but we dive into these aspects then coming up with ways to look at sales look at the marketing of whatever you've got going. Do we need to create something new? Make sure everything is aligned with the essence of what you're wanting to experience. And then we'll start uncovering. Let's say, for example, I know one of my clients realized that she would have to actually start uh, doing some more videos online, doing Facebook Lives. The thought of going on video she would rather go to the dentist than go to be to do a video. It's like the fear. Yeah, I don't of understand that. <laughs> but many people have, yeah, yeah, tremendous fear of being visible. And yeah. part of that stems down to, again, fear of being um, ostracized for showing up as being different or unique, letting your light shine, you know, it's a big thing. So anyway, she realized that, wow, this had really been blocking her from being more visible. And so we had to work on clearing the trauma in her energy field and held in her body and starting to play with having fun. So first of all, coming to conference calls, we had a group program and initially she would show up on Zoom call with the video turned off. And after a few weeks, she had felt we'd gone through deep clearing and she showed up to the group call and her video was on and it was like, yeah. This is my, this is my, that's what I look like when I'm not on video. <laughs> that's from when I went to the Arctic a few, like last year. So, so cool. I took that picture and, uh, but that's what I look like when I'm not on video. That's but, so so it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wow yeah. people anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it'd be fun to see what your, what your uh, archetypal makeup is. Right. So but readers for many people, if they don't want it, because one of those archetypes is called celebrity. And when the celebrity is really low in someone's uh, profile, then they have a desire to be visible, but there's a lot of fear. And when they help, when you want to help them to basically in order to achieve anything that you want to experience in life, you know, the essence of what you want to experience, there is going to be a whole lot of fear, obligation and guilt that needs to be cleared out of the conditioning so yeah. that you can fully step into alignment with what lights you up and get to the point where you can stick those middle fingers up to any of the naysayers and go, you know what? I'm choosing to be all that I am. I am amazing, as are you. I am choosing to express my brilliance in ways that lights me up, as you can too. And let's see, when we come from this place of being fully aligned, lit up, choosing joy, choosing freedom, choosing expansion every day, what kind of world can we co-create together? When we are aligned with our joy, we have no desire to go around and kill people and put bombs in places. What a different world it will be. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think I think that's something that Marianne Williamson was trying to do with her presidential bid that mm -hmm. is, you know, ill-fated, as it were. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know what, she's, more people are going to buy her books, yeah. you know, and, and she's going to get out there. I mean, I, I never really bought a book from her until she became a presidential candidate. Actually, I didn't buy that book. Somebody gave it to me. I always thought she was kind of wacky. Um, but, you know, I think she's got a, she's got a decent message. There, there are some problems with it, but um, you know, her books are, 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 are good. So, yeah. so for, um, one of the things I want to ask the audience 
Um, and, and it's going to be a while before this goes on, uh, the podcast, but what I want to ask the audience is that if, if they want, I will go and do the archetypal quiz and get the report and then I can have you back and we yeah. can kind of go over it. You can do a little coaching call with me and, and you can tell me, you know, where, where I might be able to, to get clear if you'd like yeah. to do that. Love to. And yeah, here is another thing. If you like, if your audience would be interested, um, we could even set up a, um, a fun event for your audience where we can all hop on and they can take the assessment and I'll guide them through a process of bringing that leading archetype into alignment. Well, let's, let's, let's see what the comments are. We'll get, we'll yeah. get, you know, they, the, the, um, the way to, I guess the way to, to let me know is on the Facebook messenger. So uh, the Dr. Michelle Gordon uh, page on Facebook Left Messenger and let me know if that's something that you're interested in us doing and uh, we, can, we can maybe do a, a zoom in uh, as Amanda likes to call it, one of my, one of my clients. Um, well, this has been great. I, I, I just wanna recap again because th it seems like there's, there's so much going on. Um, there's essence manifesting to find out what I want and one of the ways you can find out what you want is to know what you don't want. And that's something that you just got to keep working on. And then, and then once you know what it is you want, if you want more freedom or you want more joy or you want more money, how can I experience what I want more? Right? Yeah. And there's one other piece that's really important to is that once you're clear on what it is you want, what you think you want, um, and you get clear on what the essence is that you want, then where things can get interesting is to ask yourself, how committed am I? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because oftentimes you'll find I, for me, for example, for years, I was so, there was so much going on in my life that I really neglected my body for a while there. I wasn't really exercising as much as mm. I really wanted to. And, and it was like, and, and every time I go, oh, I really should. Yeah. And yeah, should is a good indicator that you're not aligned. So anyway, I had all these best intentions. Yeah. I'm going to get my body back in shape. I'm going to get my body back into shape. I really wanted to, my God, my wanting was at a hundred percent. No doubt about it. My commitment <laughs> you know this is um, good because this is very common for women, menopausal women this particular yeah. topic yeah. so how did you beat that so then one day i just realized that wow hang on i asked myself this question and i realized yeah oh my gosh my commitment is really low you know so what's it going to take to bring my commitment up and so i thought right it has to be fun for me it just so happened that one of my dear friends when i was in california gave me a cookbook that's called the plan and um it sounds like fabulous. a cult <laughs> oh it's it's oh, this book is it's awesome oh my god i can't remember the, the author's name but anyway she gave it to me because her daughter had made this soup carrot ginger soup that had all these amazing spices in it to help combat uh, inflammation in the gut and she said it helped to lose weight so anyway i started following this and I realized, oh my gosh, my body was naturally dropping weight. And then I started, I started to do Pilates again, and I started to do yoga again. And gradually, my body has been releasing weight, and it's like I'm getting back to feeling really terrific. And but it's a gradual process. It, it is a process. And and yeah. the other thing is, is that for menopausal women, um, one of the things that happens is that the the body will hold weight. Uh, yeah. in the midsection because that's that's the body trying to keep estrogen yeah so so we have that but but um again that goes back to you know desire high commitment low and yeah. again that goes back to who are we being and who do we want to be who do we have to be so um so let's just i just want to wrap this up um, I, I got, I got here that, that you see money as a catalyst, uh, for discovering where you're out of alignment. And so the money beliefs are really important. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, regardless of, of, uh, where you are in your life financially, what you believe about money. I mean, there's a whole, you know, I, there's this whole thing. I, I think what you think about expands. And if, if what you think about is worrying, then you're going to have more worry. And if what you think about is um, joy and abundance, you're going to have more joy and abundance. And so it's, it's really important uh, to, to look for the, the abundance in, in your life. And, and abundance doesn't necessarily have to mean that you have a lot of money. 
Abundance, no. abundance can be the, the joy in somebody giving you a coat in the winter and then taking it away. There's still joy there because it's just a thing that happened. Um, yeah. So um, the other thing that I got out of this was the unexpected surprises yeah. and um, to plan for that, to expect that, to, to look at that. So, um, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I I've gotten so much out of this and this is a long one. So, um, so I hope everybody sticks to the end and, uh, we're going to hook up, um, all of your, uh, all of your stuff in the show notes. So it's been really great talking to you today. Did you know that menopause is not a medical condition? Most doctors don't know this either. I like to say that menopause is the privilege of a long life, and to really take hold of our lives in menopause, we have to unlearn what society and the medical establishment has told us about menopause. Thanks so much for being a part of the menopause movement.